Hi, and welcome to the Frugal Debt-Free Life Podcast. I'm your host, Lydia Sin, and each week I talk about money mistakes, habits, tips and tricks that can help us thrive in our debt-free journey. I am all about grace-filled money conversations because life and money are messy and rarely fit inside of a cash envelope. So if that's your thing, listen along. Hi, everyone. I hope you're having a really good day today. Today, we're going to be talking about how to reset your budget when things have gone completely haywire. And we've all been there. We've had months where our budgets didn't quite pan out the way that we wanted them to. That's part of life and part of learning and growing and just living in reality. We have been budgeting consistently since... 2012. That is really when we lit the fire and got started on this whole process of getting out of debt and learning how to manage our basic finances. We have not had a budget that has gone exactly as planned, probably ever, but I would say like for sure, 98% of the time something comes up, an unexpected bill, a birthday party we didn't know about, Um, a car breaks down, we have some sort of medical emergency, things always go awry. And that's why it's important to have an emergency fund and it's important to have a buffer. But sometimes you have to use them when you didn't think that you would, or you just have to restructure your paychecks. Budgeting by paycheck is really important for this reason, because you can kind of do a U-turn and start over. But let's talk about what happens when you need a budget reset, maybe due to things not going the way that you wanted them to, or maybe due to just bad habits. So if you've ever been at the end of the month wondering, where did all of my money go? Pull out your bank statements for the last, I would say, really 30 to 60 days grab a couple different color highlighters and you're gonna highlight one section with everything that you budgeted for and the other colors you're gonna use for things that you did not budget for. Now, if you're totally new to budgeting and you're starting from scratch, I would have one color for necessities and one color for the things that you just want. And as you're learning to budget, you can add back in those things that you just want, but this is a good place to start and a good way to see where your money is going that you didn't intend to spend because money has a way of just leaving our hands very quickly. So the second thing is to acknowledge your spending triggers. For me, when I am sad or stressed, I tend to spend more money. When I am going through a particularly hard season, I get really lax with my spending or I will online shop to self-soothe. And this is a story that I've told many times. So if you've listened before, you've heard this story before. But if you haven't, in 2018, I had my second miscarriage. So the second of what would end up being three miscarriages. And I found myself during rest time on a Sunday. My kids were all sleeping and my husband had, I don't know if he had gone to run errands or cut the grass. He needed to get away from me because I was in the worst mood ever. And I'm sitting on my couch. I'm grumpy. I'm snappy. 
and I find myself on my phone with a cart full of stuff on Amazon that I just don't need and probably didn't really want. And I put my phone down and I stood up and I went to the kitchen and I started thinking about like, why, why do I have all this stuff in my cart? Why am I feeling the need to shop? What am I trying to distract myself from? And I thought back through the day to this conversation that I had overheard at church, someone asking a pregnant woman when her baby was due. And she said, my due date, the the due date that should have been for the baby that I had lost. And I had heard it and it kind of stung, but I didn't realize how much it affected me until later And I had to like talk myself through it. You're hurt. You need to acknowledge your feelings. You need to accept them for what they are. You need to come up with a healthier way to deal with this. That's not spending money. And so if you are like me and you are an emotional shopper, find some things that you can do that don't cost you money that also make you feel better, like going for a walk painting. That was one thing that I got really into for a while as I would put on music and I would just paint with my kids' watercolors. Journaling, texting a friend weird memes, watching a trashy television show, reading a book, but figure out some better ways to cope with some of those negative spending triggers that you might have. And there's a good rule of thumb is don't spend money and also don't make big decisions when you're stressed, tired, or hungry, which for some of us is all the time. (laughs) It feels like it is all the time, but it's not just spending triggers for when you're sad. Sometimes you're going through a joyful season. It's just really not a good idea to try to make big purchases if you're going through any time of transition. If you've just had a baby, if you've just bought a house, if you've just moved to a good job, if you've just had a breakup, If you've lost a parent, if you're fighting with a friend, like these are not the times during big transitions to make big spending decisions. So keep that in the back of your mind. Now, I'm not saying to not spend money at all. There is a time and a place when you do maybe need to reset and go as budget girl calls it scorched earth, which is really how my husband and I approached our debt-free payoff. We went two years of straightforward, running as fast as we could to our goal, not spending money. But I don't think that long-term that is sustainable. If you have a large amount of debt, that's not sustainable. And we had a baby and a toddler at the end when we finally got our debt paid off. If our children had been older, I don't think that would have been sustainable. So I'm not saying to not spend money. Instead, what I'm saying is to give yourself a set amount that you can just spend on whatever you want. Overspending stems often from feeling deprived. We are so strict with ourselves and so restrictive that we just reach a boiling point and we spend, 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 spend. And then we flip this switch that we just can't seem to unflip. Once you go on a spending spree, it's really easy to say, well, I've already blown my budget. Might as well just give it up and wait until next month. And the thing is, budgeting doesn't have to be exclusive to the beginning of the month. You can decide on a random Tuesday that you would like to get your finances in order, go into your bank account, see what you have, and make a plan based on the dollars that you already have in your checking account. But give yourself permission to go get a coffee 
or go to a movie or go buy some moisturizer, whatever it is that you find joy in, give yourself permission to spend that, put it in your budget, have money earmarked just for spending how you want. Because budgets that are overly restrictive fail all of the time. Another thing that has really helped me is to write down financial goals and put them in a place where I can see them daily. So there are lots of charts that you can use. Um, My friend Jasmine has some charts and I will leave them in the show notes. They're great. Um, I, I know there are some also some free charts on Pinterest that you can find or just taking a dry erase marker and writing it on your bathroom mirror, making it the background screen of your phone or the lock screen of your phone, putting a sticky note on the visor in your car. So when you flip it down, you've got your goals, put them where you can see them daily. And when you're tempted to spend unnecessarily, think about what those goals are. Because while I do feel absolutely like it is important to have money that you spend just however you want, because it's your money and you work hard for it. Also know that little things can have a high impact. There is a lady, and I will see if I can find her. I found her on TikTok, and she is sharing things that she sells in her home to pay off her mortgage. And so she'll sell like kids' clothes for $16, and then she'll put it towards her mortgage, and she'll say, you know, this was $16 towards the principal, but saved me $22 in interest. And so some of those like little things that we waste money on can add up to be big things. So if you have a sticky note in your car with your goals written on it, and you know what you need to do to accomplish those goals, and that keeps you from stopping into Target on your way home, consider doing that. And having clearly defined goals to begin with is super important. It's one thing to say, oh, I want to get out of debt, but it's another thing to talk about why you want to get out of debt, what your future plans are, what your goals are, what you want out of life. And also to break down that, oh, I want to get out of debt into smaller chunks. Like I want to pay off $10,000 worth of credit card debt by this time next year, which means I need to put so much each paycheck towards that debt. Or I want to plan a vacation next year and it's going to cost me $4,500. I need to put away $400 each month to pay for it. Like setting yourself up with little micro goals is important. It's just as important as those big things because the little steps are what get us there. And small steps are still steps in any direction. And remember, as always, none of us are perfect little money angels and we all make money mistakes. If I sat here and I listed out every money mistake that I had ever made, you would quit listening to that lady because she makes too many bad decisions. But we've all been there. If you have been ever at any point given a dollar bill and you are a breathing human, you have made a money mistake. So remember that. Learn from it. Grow from it. We don't have to repeat it. Good habits are built daily through small actions, through one good decision at a time. We build till we have made good financial habits. 
Okay, that's it. That's all I got. But thank you for being here. Thank you to every single one of you who takes the time to listen and to every single one of you who has left a review. That is how people find this show. You can leave a review on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, if you swipe over the artwork. Thank you to everyone who has done that. I appreciate you. Where can you find me? You can find me at frugaldebtfreelife.com backslash podcast where you'll find this and any show you might have missed. You can find me on YouTube at Lydia Sin and Instagram at Lydia Sin. Thank you for being here. Thank you for hanging out with me. I really appreciate you and I'll talk to you soon. Bye.